Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, here we are. Game recap, Nebraska-Minnesota. Don't you smirk at me. Well, get your smirks out of the way while I present our... Can you I... don't know what I'm smirking well, about. You missed your smirk pants over here. <laughs> Everything's all hilarious to you these days, you jerk. I've got reasons behind this. I story. know you do. Okay, well, hey, shout out to our presenting sponsor, sponsor Onyx Automotive. They're back. They're on board. Uh... They're the best of Omaha number one luxury dealer, offering industry-leading brands like BMW, Jaguar, and Land Rover. Onyx Automotive, located at 150th and Dodge. We'll talk more about Onyx a little bit later on, but I want to give them a major salute for, for hopping back on board. Also got to give a quick mention to my business, Shoot360, world's most advanced basketball training facility, coming to Lincoln in mid-October. Hey, Bo, what separates Shoot360 from other facilities? Let me tell you. We use the same technology that 26 NBA teams use to give you objective and real-time feedback on every shooting, passing, and ball handling rep you take inside of our state-of-the-art facility. You want to train like a pro? You become a member at Shoot360 Lincoln. Go to shoot360.com backslash Lincoln. It will unlock your game, as they say. Okay, here we go. Um, Nebraska loses 13-10. to 10. There, I mean, we're going to get into the specifics, the sequences, the good, the bad, all those things. Um, can we just start, though, from a perspective of, like, how can this keep happening? How can this keep happening? And I think it's totally fair to feel however you want to feel today. We're taping this. It's Friday morning. It's totally fair if you want to be super upset it's also unfair, though, to, like, write the everything off this season like it's one game. But if we're being real honest, and I'll get into, like, everything here, but if we're being real honest, that game felt like every other game for the past five years. Did it not? Like, did you walk away being like, I, if you would have told me Scott Frost was coaching that team, I, I wouldn't have known the difference. Like, a game felt like every other game. You know, what's weird is I think the outcome and uh... – the outcome was the same and um, maybe some of the frustrations might be the same. I, I do think that like it, it was kind of its own, they, the team has their own energy and their own demeanor. Maybe that feels a little different. I'll give um, you that. But I mean, it was the same thing that's been happening, right? Yeah, the same yeah. thing, the same way it happens where, um, so it's hard to say that was a unique loss or something. It wasn't at all. Um, and so we're going to go deep into it. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I've got, I've been trying to rack my brain. Like what, what did I learn from a Matt rule team? Like, what did I learn about us that I didn't know, uh, from last year or something, you know, like, Oh, you learned some things this game and we'll, we'll, I mean, we're going to eventually get into all that stuff. I think there were things you learned. There are obviously still things that you don't know. Um, I just, from a broad sense, like it's just that game. There was it was sloppy at times. There were self-inflicted wounds. They couldn't make the big plays. They had victory in their hands. In fact, at one point, 
according to ESPN probability, Nebraska had a 94% chance of winning that game after the, mm-hmm. after Sims completed the little pass to Ramir to get the first yeah. down and then the next play grant fumbles, but Nebraska had a 94% chance of winning the game. So I guess from that standpoint, it had all the same ingredients of what you've seen for the past five years. Mm-hmm. And it just, from a broad sense, I guess that's where I did. I, I really had a hard time of figuring out how I wanted to get into to recapping this game. But from a broad sense, I couldn't believe just sitting on my couch and watching it unfold and being like, oh my God, I am Bill Murray and Groundhog's Day now. You know, like, and we, we've used that joke for the past five years. Yeah, it, to me, there there's something big. It's like the, the bigger thing that I'm trying to figure out, right, is a little bit less about Matt Rule and a little bit less about Scott Frost and a little bit more about Nebraska. Yeah. Like, what is it about us that is that is a part of this problem that might not just be the coaches, right? And, and I go, like, do we have one elite player? And I go, I'm looking around, and I go, I don't think we do. I, I think we got a lot of good players, like solid guys. I think we have a solid, like we have guys that work hard. We got a lot of like solid pl- people. I just don't think we have anybody elite. And I don't know that we've had a lot of elite. We've had some, some guys that are, you know, close to elite, you know, like a Trey Palmer, pretty close to elite. And, right? and guess what? He like single-handedly, Won games. Won some games, yeah. And we had some, you know, we had a couple good, really good players that I would say are close to elite. But I just think we've we've missed out on having the two or three elite guys every year that you go, they maybe win you those games. And I just don't know. I'm trying to figure out. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's something about no. That's it. But I'm like, are we just uh, two players away from like? Well, let that guy win it and let that guy win on each side of the ball. Here's okay. I I hadn't thought of it it, like that. And you're right. Like I'm, I'm, I'm totally in agreement with that, but I guess my counter to play devil's advocate. Cause like, I agree with what you're saying, but to to counter that would be did Minnesota. I don't know. I I guess where I'm looking at, I'm like, that's what's, that's what's uh, what I'm struggling with. I'm struggling with, we seem to be losing to teams that we quote unquote out recruit. Right. Um, and we do send a few guys to the pros, but I don't know. I'm just trying to figure out why we can't close a game or we can't, we make the timely mistake or can't make a big play when we need, you know, like, and I, I'm, I'm struggling because I don't think it's lack of like want to and, and no, not or, lack or, of or lack of effort or lack of even like preparation on, in a yeah. lot of different ways. But like, yeah, it's interesting you bring that up. I mean, yeah. Because elite or not, or whatever, like Minnesota makes the, they, they make the catch yes. one-handed. Kyle Kamanis makes the throw. Mm-hmm. They make the, they, that Gifford dropped an interception in the end zone. Yeah. They catch the interception that then sets up the game winning field goal. They strip it. They Grant strip fumbles. it. Grant fumble. So it's just like you go bang, 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 bang. Who made all the plays and who didn't make the plays? Yeah. Minnesota made all of them. Nebraska made none of them. Yeah. And so I guess it's, it's, what's weird though. Here's what's weird about it. We shut them down in their run game, what they want to do. Yes. Like, we make 
we've been able to make plays seemingly at the quote-unquote non-critical moments of every game. We kind of win that battle, and we lose the critical moments. Yeah, you right. I don't know how, how it's described this. is like, it's like between the, the 20s, we're the best. Between the, you know, two minutes of each, we're the best. You get inside two minutes and you get inside the 20s, we're the worst. I know. <laughs> I go, why? Why are you better? Than, we're beating teams here, but we can't beat them there. Like, they can't beat us inside the 20 right. to 20. Right. But they beat us from 20 to the goal line. Right. And they can't beat us from zero to 10 minutes in the quarter, but not 10 to 12. You know, like. Yeah, because I do think in oh, some ways. God. Why? It, it's like uh, Michael Jordan. I think amplified our attention to crunch time and like how good are you with the game on the line. And some of that stuff can go too far, but it is interesting how, you know, Ramir Johnson makes the big kickoff return. Jeff Sims is able to, you know, make a couple of plays. Omar Brown gets the big pick. Polar Bear makes a big sack uh, on and on and on. Like they make plays, but for whatever happens, for whatever reason, it can't happen when it gets to be the crunch time thing. Yeah. And our, I don't know what that is. Our offense, especially, our offense in the crunch time has been brutal. Brutal for about five years. Yes. Crunch time performance has been brutal. Red zone's been bad for five yeah. years. And that's what I'm trying to understand more than just like, we need to practice that better. Okay, maybe we do. Maybe that's it. Maybe Matt Rule will gradually get better at that um but like to me we've seen it for a long time now it feels like a lot i mean it's been it feels like a decade since we've been like good in any of those areas and i'm going what is it and i and i that's why when i bring up elite players i go maybe they're just they wash that out and they're they're just you know, so good they make that better right i, I think and and that's a great it's a great call on your part because rather than sit here and just scream why and be upset about it you really try to answer the question why and that's a good submission as to why and what's amazing though is we've had this conversation about nebraska's talent and all those sorts of things but it makes it really interesting in the first game because for a long time you and i sat here for five years or during the frost era and we said what you just said like i don't know about the elite players i don't know about the the top shelf talent and yeah. we would get shouted at like it's the coaching it's the details it's the preparation well okay you removed all the coaches you you prepared in if you want to call it a different way okay i don't know i'm not there on a daily basis and they got to the exact same scenario and lost again so yeah, it's, 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 oof, yeah, I mean, I will say this, you know, if there's a positive note, it's like, this is Matt Rule's first game, and we had Minnesota where we wanted them. Oh, yeah. Which is at I least, mean, it, in a, it's not, it's not worth celebrating, but it, that is at least an accomplishment in itself that, like, we didn't get ran off the field the first game. It was a big, that was a very, very big 10 game. Oh, God, like, yeah. Like, if you want to ask if this is the Big Ten alive and well, like, turn on Nebraska-Minnesota. It's alive and right. well. Right, glorious. Ten, yeah. Like, grinded out three yards, two-yard passes. Yes. Yard. I mean, it was a grinder game. Right. Um, But, yeah, like, man, it's just 
I don't know. I'm 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 scratching my head trying to figure out like I don't know. This is it, Matt Rose. So I don't I don't know where I was going with that guy. No, 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 no. You're you're right though. I mean, and it's well, let's let's kind of dive into it. I just wanted I mean, that was a good I wanted to I was like, do we get specific? Do we get broad at the beginning? I wanted to get yeah. broad because I, everybody had to felt like I did. I was just I sat on my couch and you would think you'd be used to it and and you are to a certain extent but because it's a new era and a new coaching staff you you kind of buy into like okay this is going to be different and there were moments in that second half with five minutes left in the game you're like okay this is going to be different and then it ends up being exactly how it always is yeah and you're just kind of like dumbfounded by it but okay I mean, like I said, I had a hard time crafting how I wanted to kind of get into it. I mean, from a broad sense, I I thought in the first half, the defense did a pretty damn good job. They were on the field a ton. Now, some of it was on their own undoing. They were really, really bad on third down in the first half. Minnesota started four or five on third down. They finished six of nine in the first half on third down. But at the end of the day, they held Minnesota to three points, and they stopped the run, which if we're talking – and, you know, we'll kind of put a bow on this at the end of the pod of, like, positive things. One of the most positive things was that a team that ran the ball, what was it, like, almost 68% of the time last year, and you know what Minnesota and Fleck want to do. Yeah. They they completely abandoned the run. They're like, we can't run on this team. Yeah. So that's a great sign. Everybody, including me, was concerned about the 3-3-5, the D-line, what it would look like. Well, Nebraska stopped the run in the first half and, and, and then for the rest of the game. So that was good from the defense. Yeah. I would say that when you look at our, our down front, like you look at Robinson, Hutmasher and Gunnarsson, like those are some big boys. I mean, they're big, strong guys. Um, maybe what they lack in pass rush though, like they do really they they look strong in there to me like yeah I, I didn't wasn't watching them super close but the there was not much push like those guys right those guys were seemingly holding their own uh and some on on the the defensive line so i think they looked good against the run um and you know like robinson's played a lot of snaps Hutmaster's a big strong kid so like i think we have a nice liqueur there uh in terms of just like sturdy defensive linemen that that was good to see because it's like, you know, you're like, okay, what are we going to get this year? But, um, you know, with losing Nelson and Tanner and, um, but they looked pretty like, yes, stout in there. So yes. we, we stopped the run and the three, three, five, you know, how's it look against the big 10 team? Look, look fine. I mean, again, they bailed on it. Yeah. They, they straight up bailed on trying to run the ball. What, I mean, what was their number? Was it like 55, 55 yards? Yards, 55 rushing, yards, I thought yards rushing? What, it, what yeah. it ended up being, um, yeah, they ran for 55 yards, 2.2 2 yards per carry against a team that that big-ass offensive line, they want to run the ball, and they straight up, you heard Clatt talking about it during the broadcast. They are, like, completely feel like they can't run the ball. They can't. So, it, and so I thought that was good, and you they established that right away. Yeah. The heart off Nebraska's first half offensively, they only had three possessions. That, and, that's what's hard. It's like they, they barely, they were barely on. And, like, and one of them, they took over at their one inch line. Yeah. I mean, that was like, great. This is great. This is what a way to get things started. What a way, after the scars we've had, like that's how our offensive season starts. It's like, we're like, just call, just write the safety on the board and get it over with. Okay. 
I'm having a hard time here. Like that's what everybody in the room was feeling. I know. I, I said, like, God, no way. Start with a one inch line. But, but <laughs> we're all gonna like be like, so like in a mental asylum yes, in ten sure. years. We're like, we're like, hey, or just things care. to make you snap right away. Yeah. Like that's right. It literally first quarter, first punt gets down at the one. I'm like, fine, fine, fine. You want to be like that? That's fine. Never gonna win. I don't even care. Just give us the safety. I don't even care. I didn't care. I didn't care about this game anyways. I have stuff I got to do. It's nice out. I'm going to go for a walk. I'm gonna I got yard game. work. All right. Just give us the safety. I got yard work. <laughs> that was the collective. That was the collective. I was like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's going to down at the one inch line. That's You're great. You're a lot of backdoor slam some guys just walking back and he's just. A lot of mowers started in Nebraska during that, after that punt was down. But you know what? Nebraska did a good job in that sequence of getting the ball out of the shadow of their end zone. And then Bushini had a good punt and they flipped the field. And, and Sims, like you saw in that sneak and he, even the sneak, he would have like, he basically like has, he pushed that, even though we got the false start and the on the the yeah. called back, touch, oh, yeah. he would have got in. He just like pushed the whole line. He you is. forget the, those big quarterbacks are great at quarterback sneaks. Yes, it's yes. Like Jalen Hurts and, the, and yes. the Eagles. Like right. that's a weapon if you got a big dude that can just kind of like yeah, right, just right. But he did it. He so I will say the first possession did a hell of a job at least getting out of the shadow of their end zone and flipping the field. Second possession, they had a good drive, kind of rolling, and then Sims. Over had the overthrow to Billy Kemp that got intercepted. Yeah. I had flashbacks to Wandale, those little guys down the field. Same thing I thought. I was like, just like, you know, you feel like you're. I'm thrown to like my one year old son. I'm like, and there's Marvin. He's open, and you're <laughs> like, oh, Marv, a little high. And there's Maggie Simpson over the middle, and oh, it's oh, too high. Oh boy, but uh, but still, it was too, it was <laughs> it was too high, uh, and then. You have the final possession of the half. And so here's where I want to begin. I wrote down just big sequences in the game. Very curious to get into the details of this and your reaction. I do like the idea of a baby running over the middle. <laughs> the way toddlers run to it. Their arms are just, oh my gosh. <laughs> trying to think of other famous babies. I don't even know who would. <laughs> Stewie, Stewie from Family Guy ran across her and Sims overthrew him. Uh, okay, Billy Kemp looked four foot two on that throw there. He was just like, it went right to the guy. So but those little guys, they got short arms. It's like that's where the length of like that's a tight end. That's like an easy catch. Yes, but right. when you're five foot seven or something, it's like, hard. It's it's, it's it's a pick. So big sequences here. For the rest of the game, it just seemingly was like everything was. Because th this was a beauty of a Big Ten football game is because, especially the new clock rules that the clock runs yeah. with these two teams, this game went fast. I feel like every possession was really important mm -hmm. starting here. Into the first half, very curious to get your take on how this all unfolded. Nebraska has a great drive unfolding. They're, they're rolling. They get the ball down to the 20-yard line. First sloppy mistake here. Nebraska had to use their second timeout with 44 seconds left at the 20-yard line. They were slow, uh, and this was kind of a theme throughout the game. You could see there was first-game sloppiness with the huddle, with subbing, with subbing, was, sub I like, think, the big issue. It was a bit, it just, getting, getting personnel groupings in, getting the play called, getting broke, getting lined up, 
they just were sloppy with yeah. with that. So they had to burn a timeout, their second timeout, which ended up being critical. But then Gabe Irvin runs the ball all the way down to the one-inch line. Nebraska hurries to the line. Jeff Sims tries to run a quarterback sneak, but Ethan Rowdy Roddy Piper got a little genuine so anxious. <laughs> So anxious was on Ethan Piper's break. <laughs> oh God! Oh man! <laughs> Piper, what are you listening to? So anxious, Coach. <laughs> Damn it, Piper! Oh, so he's he false starts. Then, did you know that if you you could go back to? Te- I didn't know you could go back and review. Because technically on a false start, a play didn't happen. That was a bizarre sequence. Well, so did they put us to the one-yard line? Roughly, like, we were on the one-yard line before the sneak, right? uh, Yeah, or the, but then they, I mean, well, I guess real quick, I thought Irvin got in. It was close. It was, like, basically, like, you know, like, his arm was, like, touching and moving towards at the same time. So, it's close. But but here's like if you're gonna do that like I'm gonna get out the microscope like the guy that's like you know yeah like, I I'm I got there's three yeah. blades of grass six well, and six millimeters long <laughs> like okay well then guess what wherever you marked it it was actually maybe three to six inches farther ahead so you should technically respot the ball closer and it should be a redo of that play so the false start should have never happened but somehow they can still give us the false start and review the play. And then it clearly the ball would have been in a different spot. And they said, well, no, it's. Yeah. That, I, I was very surprised. Like, with if that. you're going to do that review all the time, you should respot the ball where it actually is. I agree. Uh, Dean Blandino thought it was, it was a touchdown. You thought so? Yeah. They, when they went to the, when, I don't know if you fast forward through that, but uh, you know, they went back to, to LA and Blandino broke it down. Blandino is all super cool with it. And he was, he was like chilling last night, but I, I thought he was in. Um, it was close. But Ethan Piper, big mistake. So another sloppy moment there. Like it's a big mistake on a on a to jump in that spot. So now it's second down and six from the six yard line, pretty much. Eleven seconds left, no timeouts, and Sims throws an interception. And it's, and it's a bad interception. Really bad. It's one of the worst interceptions that you'll see probably on the year. Like, yeah, it, it's one of those that, like, as a quarterback, it's just you. It's like it's like the quarterback's version of, like, the false start or something, right? right? Like, it's a, it's a complete bust. Like, it's a clear, here's your read, and you can't see it type of mistake. Yes. And... That's uh, on the goal line with no so time bad. Left. Every, I mean, it's just it's all bad, so bad. It's as bad of an interception as you can throw because yes. of the time, the the situation. I mean, it's unbelievably bad. You, and and then if you look at it, he had Borkacher open, wide open. I mean, Borkacher stops right at the goal line, turns, yeah. and and he clearly was locked in on the on the corner route. Bad read, bad throw, bad decision, bad, bad, bad. I didn't love what's hard is I sit here and it's easy to play, you know, hindsight offensive coordinator. I didn't love uh, when you, when you got a quarterback like Sims, I don't love a bunch, a bunched route concept to the short side of the field 
in the end zone. Like just a lot of traffic. You know, like I, I, I would have rather, I think, uh, who's the white wide receiver for Clemson that scored the game winning touchdown basically in the, um, not sure. Hunter Renfro, Renfro, yeah, maybe Renfro. like, you remember That's Deshaun true. Watson ran just a little sprint out and re- they ran a little rub play or whatever. I was like, waiting for that play. Run, run, get Sims rolling, get Kemp on an out and say, Jeff, it's either on Kemp, throw it to Maggie Simpson <laughs> or throw it to the 85th row. So they didn't do him a favor, but let's also, we may have to discuss this now. You said when you got a quarterback like Sims, what became clear after one game with Jeff Sims? I mean, a lot became clear that he is not a very good thrower. I think more than anything is, I don't know how well he sees the field. Like when there's pressure, I think he gets very, very locked into something and he's not seeing like that situation. He was, he had in his mind that he wasn't reading because if you're making the read, you know where that ball's going. Yes. And he seemingly has did that two, three, four, five Because even on the final interception, he stared down. I think it was Washington or whatever. Yeah. There was a single high safety. And I mean, he just like, it's like he's not even that's not even in his mind. It's right. like I'm going to that guy and he runs covered into the second coverage. Like and even on the, the first down, Clat made the point the the big first down late that he threw the ball to Ramir, he was staring at Ramir oh, yeah. the entire time. He's gotta get a little better at like, dude, that's you just mean. are staring down your targets. I, I didn't get to see any film of Jeff's Sims at Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech. I've really not, I didn't get, you know, get to see much of him other than a little bit in spring and, you know, like, but like, man, like this is my introduction. And I go, my first hunch, which could be wrong and he could definitely get better as it goes. But I go, that quarterback doesn't see the field great. Yeah. That's my hunch. My hunch from seeing him is like, oh, he, or at least he's not seeing it right now. It isn't. It's, a, it's I somewhat if, new of an offense. It's, yeah. it's his first year in it. So we got to give him a little grace that like, maybe he's got room to go and get better. But my first hunch is I go, I've watched Martinez and I watched Casey Thompson for the last couple of years. And the ball came out more. It, it just looked different. Like their reads look like I, I think they're making the read faster. I just don't see Sims making the same kind of like decisions and, and, and yeah. the balls on time where it needs to go multiple reads like i think he's just he's like a stare down guy right now that's what i think too and he uh and i didn't necessarily get the sense last night that there was a main accuracy problem his issue was was lack of seeing the field yeah like decision making and seeing the field like if if he's in the pocket and there's pressure the ball is going like i said I, I, i think he's willing to just throw it wherever but to I just so yes, yeah, so it's like it's it's horrible decision and throw by Sims. I didn't love the play call, uh, but that that just you you have three points in the bag there. You you were out of timeouts. You had plenty. You had eleven seconds, so you had time to run a play. Yeah, and if it's not there, you just throw it away. Then you come out and you kick the field goal. Yeah, but so that big big mistake there, uh, that that felt like a big gut punch. Yeah, you and you can argue. I mean, it's it's a long game and. The chain of events probably changes if we do score there. But, I mean, really, like, that's the game, right? I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, you, score, said, there, you score there, it's 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 hard to beat us. Yes, especially with the way the defense was playing and all that. Yeah. Like, it, yeah, it felt like if you could get up two scores in that game, in that game, it was insurmountable. I mean, that 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 to me was yeah. Every well, point was worth ten points. In that th- game. This was where okay, so then. But then this was where I was very impressed with the response from Nebraska because what happens next is you could make a case was the biggest play of the game, and that was Ramir Johnson's kickoff return. Great play. The Michael Myers of the running back. Michael Myers, great play. (laughs) I love me some Michael Myers now. But it just was a huge play for, you you know, you you go into the half deflated, and you come out, and right away you – have a, a momentum changing play and you're able to th- this offense clearly was going to have a hard time moving the ball a lot so you get the ball all the way down the field just an amazing play from yeah. Ramir and then you had one of the more bizarre touchdowns I've ever seen from a Nebraska football game it, coach yeah. coach rule said they called that play Osborne on uh, with a, as a salute to Tom Osborne and so, you know, toss to Grant. He's always marketing, isn't he? Oh, he always, I mean, that's I mean, where he's marketing during the game. Yeah. I mean, he's told Jenny Taft that. It's like, we call that play Osborne. Uh, you know, it's like. He had I, the it, presence of mind to be like, I better I better just give a shout out to Tom Osborne <laughs> during the fourth quarter of my first, like. Yeah. Uh, just call that play Osborne. Uh, out of respect for Coach Osborne. It's like, okay, this is great. But he, he throws it, to, pitch to Grant. Grant throws it back to Sims. I just my brain momentarily froze when when the ball got dropped. I thought it was either and he like ran forward a little bit, yeah, and then and then threw, threw it. it. Went, Wait, is that legal? And then I kind of like as the ball was in the air, I go, "Oh, there may be nobody guarding whoever it is, though." It's, you know, and then bullock. of course, bullock's wide open. I was like, "Oh wow!" It just was. It was it. bizarre. It, my my brain went through every. It was like, "Wait, he can't pick that up." No, yeah, he can. Wait, it was a fumble. Wait, it was a. It was a like I didn't I, know. What I almost to, didn't. Cause I, I, at that point, I was back by myself. I almost didn't celebrate. I was like, "We scored." I was like, "Yeah." I, I was did. almost so surprised. I was like. Wait, what? I was waiting for the flag or something, yeah. you know. But that, yeah. So just amazing. Talk about the ball. This is where Nebraska, like the ball bouncing right. Sims, it goes, gets bounces he right back. Sims, up to, Sims, he had some composure and he knew he could throw. Yes, good job by Sims. Right, and clearly a great pace. I mean, Bullock was. It, you know how wide open you have to be. Yeah, for a a, rever- a toss sweep, throw back to the quarterback. Ball gets. Dropped. dropped bounce bounce catch turn fire and you are standing flat-footed in the end zone and no one's even near Did you this guy just think oh that's a fumble i better go or i i, I wonder i wish i could yeah. have seen the whole like i wanted a wide we never got a wide replay of that yeah. play to see just where bullet came from and how i would say it's fox did a bad job of showing replays they, there were there were they a couple were like of, they never like most time you, you show them pretty quickly yes and they, they they didn't show many replays i know there, there like were lots waiting. of plays where i was like i ended up having to rewind to watch the play over yeah. to be like see if i could see it but so then Nebraska, all of a sudden you went from like you know you sideshow bob raked yourself at the end of the first half ramir Big kickoff return, yeah. trick play, touchdown. All of a sudden, it's 7 3. Yeah, I mean, the, the guys like the mowing their lawn in the back were like, wait a minute. Wait, I can come back inside. It's 7 3. And they, so a lot of half mode. I always mode. knew we could do it. Never wavered, man. A lot of Never half mode yards. Down. There are a lot of half mode <laughs> yards right now in, in the state of Nebraska. But then, even who was it? Was it number 48? Then, even on the ensuing kickoff, 
Number 48 just like sticks a guy. Yeah. And then he like, he, I mean, the ultimate, like, did he go to the ultimate warrior celebration camp? I think Nelson was like dispatched in from, he's like, earpiece. He's like, now, now shake the rope. Now, shake the now rope. go to the ground, pound it with two hands. And so it just was a, a really good response to yeah. start the third quarter that really set the tone for Nebraska to dominate the whole second half until the latter stages. Uh, the next big sequence, shouts out to Omar Brown, downtown Omar Brown. If you need an interception, call 1-800-OMAR-BROWN. <laughs> Go omarbrown.com for more details. <laughs> got Omar from the wire here in the back. He's uh... <laughs> Omar Brown. Minnesota was driving. They got into deep in Nebraska territory. And Omar, that was great play. Th- now, they had a good replay on that. They had behind Calcamanis. And he was, I mean, you talk about reading that bitch perfect. I mean, he jumped that thing. It just was, that was nice from yeah. Omar Brown. I thought, I thought our secondary for the most part looked pretty good. I mean, we were a little soft and shaky on maybe the first half tackling on third down those third downs yes. were like that was the only thing i if i had to criticize the dbs everything else they looked really good i mean they they played the deep balls well they were pretty tight in most coverage um they tackled well yes they're physical a they lot were. of new players too omar brown singleton i mean mm-hmm. harzog is now kind of like he's got some a little bit yeah, more seasoning season, but, on him but newsom's the guy that's played a lot of football right but everybody like they all tackle they all it was a pretty solid group for the most part. I thought so. they played really well, and I just thought that was a great play. Yeah. Like, that, the, the Omar Brown interception was a fantastic play because then Nebraska follows that up with the 13-play, 80-yard drive that ends in a field goal. Yeah. But that was, like, the first drive that Nebraska was able to convert third downs and methodically, like, that drive looked like what Rule had been talking about all yeah. offseason, right? Like, it was – because it wasn't just – uh, Jeff Sims running. Gabe Irvin had the big. Yeah. He, he, I think a guy stuck him in the backfield. And okay. We, I, I've been waiting to talk to you about this. Okay. Oh, I got a lot of thoughts on the running back situation. Okay. So you just want to get into it now or do you want to? Cause I, okay. I, that was one of the big things that I like took away from this game is like Gabe Irvin comes out of camp. The number one, secured number one. And so let me, let me just, take a look at this i want to just double check okay yeah that's what i got from they said he had seven carries i would have you said how many carries did you get i would have said did he get two did he get three <laughs> i felt like i kept going where's gaber where's I, gabe irvin I, I why don't... is he not in and why are they not pounding him with the rock like they gave him he got that long the long run they gave him another one i was like i don't know that i remember seeing him other than that. and what's hard too is because he's 22 and grant is now 23 there were numerous times if gus wouldn't have said it was grant i wouldn't have i i was confused a little bit about that but i'm totally agree i do not understand the running back rotation at all you come out of camp you are gushing over gabe irvin he is your number one back rule said that's what they're supposed to look like he can do it all blah 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 and you come out and Grant gets more carries. Uh, and like I said, the fact that it's nine to seven, I'm surprised. I could have swore it was like 15 to two. Yeah. Like I just felt like Gabe Irvin. I just never really, like I thought they were just going to hand it to him some series. Like this series, you're going to get seven carries. The next series, you're going to get three or four. Like little, if, you know, get him into the pass game a little bit. Like I felt like he was not featured. 
He I made agree. the one I, run. I, right. I felt like he was not featured. Um, and maybe I'm, maybe I just wasn't, maybe I'm missing something, but, well, um, I don't know. I, I just feel like that when he, that run, he made, I go, gosh, well, well, of course, give him the ball. It seems like he's supposed to be one of our best players. That like, might've been the most crunk. I stood up. I scared my dog, Kobe, because I, I stood up and really flexed and screamed. I mean, he we have rocked been, homeboy Nick, and we have been campaigning. <laughs> we spent two years being like, what about Gabe Irvin? I, it just was, you're right. There. For him to, if you would have asked me going to the game, carries for Gabe Irvin against Minnesota, what do you think? I'd have go, oh, God, 15. Uh, 15 to 20 at least, at least 15. And he gets seven. Yeah. And to, not to step on a big, the big fumble, what I don't understand, Grant has the big fumble at the end of the game. I just don't get it. I don't get how Irvin's your number one back. And then did you hear Rule when he was talking about the running back situation? in coming out of fall camp when he said that Gabe Irvin is a clear-cut number one guy, and then he said Grant has had fumble problems. Grant has put the ball on the carpet too much during camp. That's what's holding him back. Well, what happens in a huge spot? You have your third string back in that has had fumble problems, and he fumbles. Unless unless Irvin's hurt and we don't know it. Like, that's maybe the only thing that, that I can think of. But yeah, it just felt like Anthony Grant was being featured. Like he was the feature back and Irvin was the guy that got a couple of carries here and there. It made and no I, sense. I don't know. I, I'm just, I'm shaking my head a little bit about that. I'm trying to understand it. Um, I didn't understand. That was one of the, yeah. as I was, I wrote down a bunch of questions uh, uh, during the game. And, and one of my biggest questions was like running backs rotation. I don't understand. Offensive line. Um. You know what's hard is because what they, they ran for 181 yards, but I didn't. I, they were okay. I didn't think they were mashing people, but I think my what I liked, and this is not like wasn't groundbreaking or anything. This is like a few of those drives. I felt like we were just you know it was a lot of those like kind of reverse pivot, mm-hmm. show the ball, you know, but just like pretty basic simple runs that we were, we were just handing off and we were getting a couple yards. And I feel like we, we last year we had, the, the years before, we had so many of those negative plays to start. Like, I think at least we, we found our moments where we were just being able to. Getting, yeah. Just hand it, get three or four. You I, know, d- do this, Sims can get six. You know, like w- we had a lot of those where we had some pretty, it's just pretty basic football almost. That I felt like the offensive line looked, a little sturdier, a little less leaky, maybe. Yeah. A little less leaky in the run game. I still think we got a ways to go with our pass blocking, but I think the run game was it was fine. And I, so I, 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 I agree with that. Give like I, I'll give you that. A, a I B didn't plus or a C of just like you can run block. I, I can see a future where we can hand it off if we're willing to do it. I think you need to give. Uh, I mean, I, I think Irvin, if he's our guy, we got to feed him and let you got to let the big back wear somebody down. I don't. Like, I just don't the, given the big back three to seven carries is like whatever. Like right. I don't know. Like maybe I'm wrong. No, I, I'm I to, I'm I'm in complete agreement with you. I just did not the running back rotation was really, really confusing to me. The rotation in general is like they played a lot of people. I mean, their defense was like every time I looked out there, I was like, Oh, there's a whole new wave of guys. Yeah, they, they did play a lot, lot of people. dudes. And but I just the the running it'll be interesting to see what that looks like moving forward. 
Um, but it, it just was, uh, it was as perplexing as it gets to me, especially then the, the, for that fumble to happen with, with Grant, not Irvin, and that you had mentioned that Grant had fumble problems. Yeah, I just that that is that I is mean, about as confusing as it gets. Yeah, and what, um, and what's weird, Grant? Like he didn't really have fumble problems last year. I know that's what's weird. I, it's like he like caught a virus and and or yeah, I don't know. I don't know what. I mean, who knows? I mean, did he fumble like what's? Did he fumble like once during twice? Have during, a fumble I, in the scrimmage. That's not fumble problems. To me, fumble problems is like you're coughing that bitch you're up, up all a time. couple times a couple days in a row. Right. That's a fumble problem. It's like you're fumbling a lot. Yes. And that's where you don't know. And that's what's tough. But I just that that decision and, and rule I thought in the postgame said that he he said EJ, the running backs coach, he goes, he had Grant in. He thought he could he thought he would was good on that play. And so I I don't know. Part of me is wonders if rule like that was a running back coach decision and not a rule decision on who is in in that spot. But I don't know how that necessarily works for rotations in 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 that spot. Um, okay, let's get to the. So now we're we're at a huge. Okay, so after the thirteen play eighty yard drive that ends in a field goal, mm-hmm. Nebraska is now up ten to three. Then the defense comes out and the pass rush is really starting to roll and the polar bear yeah. gets a huge, and he looked did the replay of that. He looked enormous. Did he, he not look, he looked zero, like, remember, we're in zero too. <laughs> he, remember what was his name? Gilbert Brown from the yeah. Packers. Like he looked like he just looked like a grizzly bear that a polar bear. He is. He's the polar bear. I mean, I mean he, he has uh that's the first that watching that play was the first time where I see the light with him for the next couple of years. Like he's moving better this year, right? Like he, he was big and he's strong, but for whatever reason, I don't think he was moving quite good enough. Like you don't have to be, if you're that big, you don't got to be like, yeah, you don't the, have to have a dancing of, bear. Yeah. You just got to be able to like move good enough. And I think he's starting to move good enough where he can be a, a solid player for us. I did feel like Nebraska, they have them listed for three sacks. Man, they should have had more. Nebraska's, yeah. especially in the second half, Nebraska's rush was getting there. But it was like trying to, I mean, it was like trying to g- catch a, I don't know. Did they get yeah. back there and be like, oh, yeah, where did yeah. Come here, <laughs> Oh, boy, where catching are they at the now? Catching the pig. Catching yeah. the pig. It was like, yeah. I mean, the rush, the amount of times it was like, get him down. And Kyle Kamanis is not, he's not Michael Vick. Did it not feel like, like, like a banjo is like, blue 42, blue 42, sit up. And, 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 and squeak, squeak. Like, oh, he got, oh, he got away. Oh, did you? Oh, woo. woo. <laughs> Hot damn, I thought I had him that time, coach. You're like, but good God, they, they greased the pickup. They greased up Cal Commandos. <laughs> I can't get him. But get hot. That was only it's, they had three sacks. They could have had like seven. So here's 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 what I'll say. My opinion on that is, uh, let's take a look. Gunnerson, new guy. Uh, Linehart, freshman. Uh, Polar fresh, Bears, fresh young. Prince Will, fresh Prince Smack of Bel Air, uh, freshman. Then you got MJ Sherman and you got Chief, both like transfers. Fairly new, new first they're, game. Yeah. They're young guys too. I think you got a lot of inexperience, and those guys just like they don't got the strength and 
right now, like experience savvy to like close more of those sacks out. They're still a little bit like they're just a little raw. Like they're all just not quite there where, you know, the older guys, I think make those plays, you know? Yeah. Like Nelson doesn't make that play in year two. He makes it in year four. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the stuff that we saw. We saw those guys get better and better. And like, they made the plays as they get older. I think this is just but, a case of like the young guys aren't ready to make the big plays. But but this is kind of because you even saw this in the latter stages of the of Minnesota's final two drives. There were just numerous times where Nebraska's pass rush was there, and Calcamanis would escape, and it wouldn't like it wouldn't be like he'd throw a completion, but he was able to escape and throw it away. Yeah. And we talk about like those plays that win games, like it's a big difference between a seven yard loss sack and a scramble throwaway clock yeah. stops. And now you're back where you yeah. started. And so and they're just demoralized. Oh too. yes. God, they're yeah. They're momentum changers. So good Lord, just, you got, they got to do a better job of closing some of those things out. But so polar bear gets the sack at that point, you feel like Nebraska's Nebraska's in pretty good shape. We were. Yeah. Uh, all right. We're going to get into the sequence that was at 12-16 left, fourth quarter for Nebraska. Because there's a lot to discuss about that and moving forward. Yeah. But first, got to tell you, quick break to tell you more about Onyx. Again, we said best of Omaha, number one luxury dealer. They're offering industry-leading brands by BMW, Jaguar, Land Rover, located at 150th of Dodge. You and I are going to go test drive some cars. Oh, if they wait. give your boy a Range Rover, your boy going to play Mo money, mo problems. And like, excuse me, can I have mo money, mo problems as well in this thing? And I am going to. I think we can arrange that. <laughs> I cannot wait to do. It. I can't wait to get there. Uh, we we. Uh, I hope they send us some more Onyx wine. Oh yeah, yeah remember yeah. the Onyx wine? And that's what I mean. They offer a bottle to the clientele with any vehicle purchase where they really want to provide that true luxury experience. You, it's onyxautomotive.com. You go to their dealership. Great location, 150th and Dodge. Go check them out. I've told you, my dream car is a Range Rover. I hope they let what, me. I, what brands do they have again? Just they got BMW, Jaguar, Land Rover, and, I mean, a whole bunch more. You go to onyxautomotive.com, yeah, okay. you can check them out. So drive Onyx, the new standard. Again, a big shout-out to Onyx for – Hopping on board uh, as the presenting spotter. Also, sponsor, got to tell you about uh, Pella Windows and Doors as well. Basically, I'm best friends with Pella at this point. They are going to be installing a new front door, a new bay window. Yeah, can the, can you pick this up? My guy Vince you got Pella, a Pella Yeti with a Nick Bob podcast on it. I mean, it's just it's so good. See, there. I mean, when you when when someone gives you a Yeti, you're best friends with them. Okay, That's right. That's right. Uh, and I'm just telling you. Let's be honest. You're you're like work on your house. Like it, you can feel out of your element when it comes to windows and all that. Pella makes it easy. First of all, their showroom, they have one in Lincoln, they have one in Omaha, makes the whole process easy. You can actually go in there, feel the windows, feel the doors, open them, close them, give you a better feel of what it looks like than necessarily just looking at a photo of something. And then then when you go to them coming out and the free consultation and measuring things and all that stuff, Debbie is awesome. She's made the whole process super easy, super smooth. Debbie and my wife, Kim, are basically best friends at this point. Uh, so we are pumped. I mean, in about a month, they're going to be installing a bunch of stuff into my house, and I cannot wait. It just, it's just been cool going through the entire customer experience. PellaOmaha.com. Log on. Check them out. Uh, if you are in need of new windows, they make the whole process fantastic. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
really curious to get your thoughts here because now the, the rest of this game is fascinating. Nebraska gets the ball. 12-16 left. Up 10 to 3. I even wrote it down before the possession started because I take notes and sometimes I need to, I don't know, I end up being more caught with my notes in the game, but like I take notes. I wrote down two clock question mark. What did we do? Instead, Nebraska comes out, throws it three times, three and out. The whole possession lasted a not even a minute. What's what's hard is Nebraska just there, there are so many different layers to this conversation. Number one, I think it runs counter to everything Matt Rule's been talking about for, for six months. Yeah. We are going to be built through the line. We're going to run the ball. We're going to be physical. We're going to wear people out. I think he had a goal to run for at least 75 yards in the fourth quarter. Like, we are going to beat people up in the fourth quarter. We're going to run the ball. We're going to be physical. Well, this is a perfect opportunity. You just had a and you just had a 13 play drive where you were running the ball. Instead, you come out and you throw it three times. You have a quick three and out, and you punt it back. You have, but so that's the philosophical part of it is like, ooh, I don't know about that, and what had just happened on the previous possession. But here's what's hard: Tommy Hill is open. First down, they run a play action. Tommy Hill runs past everyone. If that's Casey Thompson at quarterback. And Trey Palmer. And Trey Palmer, that's a touchdown. Then what's also hard is on second down, they run the RPO slant to Billy Kemp. Billy Kemp's wide open. And the ball gets deflected. And so then you come and, and you have a short completion for no gain, a little short crosser, and you have to punt. So what's what's hard is they had guys open yeah. on first and second down. And if if Sims completes that ball to Tommy Hill and he catches he runs for an, a touchdown, what are we saying? Boy, aggressive. I mean, love it, yeah. man. Matt, Rule Matt Rule, what yeah. a, what a what a gunslinger! What a no fear of 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 the moment. And everybody was expecting Nebraska to run. Great time to well well timed play action deep ball. I think I have a I have less of an issue with the first down. Take a shot. I, I would have rather see you go out there and run the ball. But to me, after you take the shot, I, I think I had a bigger issue with the second down throw. Like, at that point, you maybe needed to run the ball. But either way, what did you think of that? Because that was a big, big sequence. It's hard. You know, I, I'm always – I try to be real slow to, to yeah, me too. tell the offensive coordinator how to call the game. Because they're always trying to do the thing that the defense is not expecting to do. Because that's where they have their advantage. So, I get it. And I, and I, but, but this is where – if it's me and if I got Jeff Sims and Tommy Hill versus Casey Thompson, and Trey Palmer, right? I, I'm probably thinking different mm -hmm. because I just saw Casey put the ball in the money. Just about every one of those throws, right? Yeah. He Trey rarely Palmer missed those. He's going to get it and you can't, you can't catch him. Right. So I think that's, you got to know your personnel. And I like what you said though. They just had a 13 play drive. Those are the body blows, right? Like, this is the time to keep throwing body blows and chew clock. I think, I mean, you just, you run it out. You got seven point lead. Like, can you get, 
you know, in just to get into field goal range. That should be your goal. It's like chew six minutes and get to field goal range. Or or just chew five, six minutes yeah. and punt it. Yeah. Like with the way your defense is rolling, like you just you needed to you needed to run the ball, chew clock, get a couple of first downs. Just because the way your defense was playing, you just you I don't know. Polar just had to sack. I yeah, mean, I, I the momentum was was with us and we man, it was it was you want the win. It's almost like you, you get a little greedy. You get yeah. a little greedy, and that's 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 okay. Sometimes you got to do that. So I, I'm not totally critical of it. I think if you if you ask them, you know, you could have it back. Would you take Would you take the runs? Just run it out, and they'd probably say yes. But it, that's a tough one. I don't know. It's just it's, tough because it's, it's not a hundred percent. It's it's all a feel thing, and it's it's a gut thing, and um. Yeah, you and you're damned room. if you do, damned if you don't. And again, if they would have completed that deep ball, we're all sitting here going, "Wow, what a play yeah. call!" What? So it's, but it's just the guy was it, open. And it just it, it's it runs counter to everything you've talked about for six months, and you had just had a great drive running the ball, and it's yeah. the fourth quarter. You know, like I think it just it's like you got the lead. Like I think yeah, they it, wanted the win be over, and I I think. Yeah, maybe that's the easy button. I think the hard button is we're gonna grind it on them for thirty. Like maybe just we needed to do that. We needed to just gr- we needed to grind it down. Um, and I I think we could have maybe beat them at their own game. That's what I think. So I would have again. And it's not. I literally wrote down two clock question mark. And I I was expecting them to come out and just run 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 run. And instead they go a quick three and out. Uh, Nebraska's defense gets another stop. So it's not like they yeah. scored on the next possession or anything like that. But then this punt a... back to Nebraska, and Nebraska takes over. Seven minutes left, fourth quarter, up 10-3. to three. Grant, two-yard run. Gabe Irvin, four-yard run. Another sloppy moment where Nebraska had to call a timeout because they were going to get a delay a game. I don't know if they were trying to wait too long to break the huddle. Yeah. They were slow with the substitutions. I'm not sure, but this this was a theme throughout the game. They need to clean that up. They were sloppy with that, but they have to call a timeout, which, I mean, in a game like this, that those timeouts end up really making a difference yep. for you. They got to call a timeout. Then it's third and four. You get that Jeff Sims to Ramir yeah. for the first down. And at this point, like we said, there's a 94% chance of Nebraska winning the game. Here comes first and 10. We've been over this. I don't know why it's Grant and not Irvin, but you run the ball to Grant. He did kind of break a tackler, make a guy miss. And then a guy comes from behind, punches it out, fumble. Minnesota jumps on it. Be honest. At this point, were you like, oh, no. Oh yeah. I mean, I don't know how you couldn't be like, is this, I think I texted our buddy Willie and I was like, this isn't happening again. Is it? Oh yeah. it's. Ha- I mean, it's just, you could, for some reason it was that the fumble felt like, Oh, Oh, this is, this is happening. Huh? Yeah. That's, that's where when you're on the road and the home teams within striking distance, now the fans, you know, get juiced up. It's, it's more of a factor in college and pro. Yeah. Yes. It's just like that's the momentum becomes real. And and then this drive had a couple of moments in it. First of all, Nebraska got Minnesota to fourth and one with 359 left. Nebraska 
they, they run the ball they they get the first down they have about a two or three yard gain and then cam cameron lenhart face masks yeah the minnesota ball carrier so it's they pick up a first down and they get 15 more yards yep. but then nebraska they get the, the minnesota drives the ball they have a nice i think it was a tight end delay yeah a good play a really good play call that got him down inside the 15 they get the ball to the 13 yard line they they throw they throw two straight incompletions Third and 10, 238 left, third and 10 from the 13-yard line. This was one of those plays I really wish we had a replay on it. I think Isaac Gifford should have caught that ball. I I didn't, they didn't show the replay, but I was like, it looked like, did it hit him in the like, like, or he had a real. Joel Klatt said, man, it looked like it hit Gifford in the hands. Oh man, that's the one that just. But but those are, see, this is what we're talking about. Like, these are those moments where we, we talk about, like, Nebraska, for some reason, can make the plays, and all of a sudden, here it is, huge moment. Nebraska can't – they get their hands on a, a pick that would have won the game, and they can't yeah. catch it. Ugh. So, but either way, incomplete pass. So now it's fourth and 10 from the 13-yard line with 2.32 left, or two and a half minutes left, or whatever it is. And, man – Sometimes you do got to tip your cap because, first of all, Hartzog got burned. Yeah, he got he got he, worked. He got worked pretty good. A little inset, little post corner. It was a good route. The it guy was like, really sometimes good. you go. Well, that's it. sometimes guys run routes, and some guys like, oh, that guy ran a route. Yeah, good route. It's a great route. Hartzog bit on the inside move, and then, and then I mean, Cal Kamanis Cal puts it on the money, and I mean that's an all world catch. He this gets his never how, made a catch like that in his whole life. How he first of all, he was basically in the you know the jump man Jordan pose. Yeah. He's in somehow he gets his front foot up off the ground so he's not out of bounds. Yeah, like he like he like somehow like he's like hurtling, hurtled while keeping a foot down. Like, how do you do that? I you could I feel like you could say Calcomanus and whoever it was Johnson was the last name, maybe. I don't know. Um go, I want you to right now go try to recreate that. We'll give you a we'll give you a 50 tries to recreate it. I'm not sure if they recreate it. Yeah, the footwork was like, was, it was almost in, not human. I was like, what? And so he's able to get his front foot up and his left back foot down, and it drags enough to get those, the you know, the yeah. black tire stuff up in the air. Touchdown. Unbelievable catch. Unbelievable throw. Oh, man. And all of a sudden now, game's tied. But, again, Nebraska had Minnesota at fourth and one. Could have got a stop. Didn't. Nebraska had third and ten. Gifford has the ball in his hands. Drops the pick. Mm -hmm. Then fourth and ten. Fourth and ten from the 13, up seven. And you give up a touchdown. I think I think Hartzog had outside leverage on that coverage, too. That's the part. Yeah. That the announcers thought they did. And it would make sense. That it looked like the safety was inside. And, like, <sighs> that's the only place he couldn't get beat. And he got beat. Got beat bad. So now it's 10-10. Lawnmowers are starting back up. Oh, man. Here comes Nebraska's final drive. Two and a half minutes left, 10-10. Here comes Jeff Sims. They run four plays, and they actually move the ball. Mm -hmm. They're moving it. Sims actually had a couple of nice throws. They had a good scramble. They get the ball to the Minnesota 46-yard line. So, like, all of a sudden, you're like, Tristan Alvano, I don't know if you saw him in the state championship game, like, yeah. Dude went five for five, had a couple of long ones. Like, I mean, he's a true freshman, but like Alvaro's got a leg on him. Yeah. 
And we talked about it. Sims stares down his receiver, one high safety, reads it like a book, pick, and you're like, oh, no. And we're losing at that point. At that point, you're like, this thing is over. Well, th- at that point, my thought was like, l- let's just pray it gets to overtime. Yeah. But even then, my confidence level in Nebraska winning at this point is zero. So here comes Minnesota on their final drive. Nebraska was a little soft on coverage and tackling early in the drive yeah. where they gave up a couple of those like comeback routes, leaky yardage. Yeah. But they catch a break because there's a false start on Minnesota that backs them up to third and 13. Yeah. And PJ Fleck did a good job of not using a timeout. Very smart too early there was a, a moment there where you could have maybe used it and he didn't right and that was smart because because he because ne- he, he could use it, it late to be able to set up the field yeah. goal but he, another moment third and 13 and you give up an 11 yard run from minnesota up the middle to get him back into field goal range yeah. pretty much where it would have been a i think it was a 40 it was a four the game winner was a 47 yard field goal so you get so you do the math plus and it just gets way harder gets way harder so another moment though like third and 13 i get you're trying to you know you don't want to get beat deep or anything like that but like give up an 11 yard run so that gets them all the way back in there and then here comes their field goal kicker 47 yard field goal boom through the uprights Good. Ball game. Minnesota wins 13 to 10. Um, so to kind of wrap up, we talked a little bit about, we talked about Sims. I think with the offense, like what did we learn about the offense? So one of the reasons in our conversation we had, and we were previewing the offense that I spent probably too long talking about Jeff Sims running the ball is because the offense ended up looking like and unfolding in a way that I was concerned that it would and what I thought it would. It's kind of exactly what we thought. It was exactly what I expected it to be. And what I expected it to be was the only way Nebraska can move the ball is by Jeff Sims running the ball. And Jeff Sims did a good job. He ran well. Yeah. I thought he, I think he's a big, he's a big guy. He's not like super quick, but he's a nice, like he's he's like a long strider fast. Yeah. He's big. He's hard to tackle. Yes. He's hard to corral. Um, he seems to read, he reads things well. Um, I thought he did a really good job with that. I mean, I think he he did, you know, I feel like being totally critical of him for his first game is not fair. I think he did a lot of things well. Um, like I say, he made some good passes. It's just that like, I think what Nebraska fans are going to be worried about, what me and you are worried about is like, What's a season like with him? Is he going to develop and get better? Or is, is that him? Like, is that, is the way he sees the field, that's just always going to be the case? And I, that's what's scary. I, I think I think that's, I think what's unfortunate is that quarterback situation is a little concerning because yeah. I don't envision, because Sims, all of the issues he had at Georgia Tech were accuracy, turnovers, all those things. And they all played out in the first game. He threw three picks at a couple of back-breaking ones. Obviously, the one in the end zone and the last one. And what he those were his weaknesses, and his strength is running. Yeah. And so what I'm concerned about is 
the only way I think Nebraska can move the ball is by running him. He, he ran the ball 19 times. And what's difficult is, okay, can he last a whole season if you're running him 20 to 25 times a game? I don't know. Uh, it's probably not ideal. But I just know that that's the only way I think Nebraska is going to be able to consistently move the ball. I think against good teams. Against good teams, we yeah. have to. Like, if we're playing, you know, whoever. Northern Illinois, Louisiana Northern Tech. Illinois. Those games are huge. We'll get to this when we get to those games. It is massive that you don't have to run him that much in yeah, those you games. You just hand it to, 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 to Irvin and, and Grant, Grant and those guys. Because like, you need to save hits on him in yeah. those two games. It is vital that you he doesn't have to run it too much in those games. But so the offense, to me, I am concerned. Just generally speaking, does this offense, like, and you don't overreact because it was their first game, new system, new quarterback, new, but does that, and it's against Minnesota, has been a good scoring defense over the course of the last handful of years. Like, it's hard for me to picture that Nebraska's offense scoring 35 points in a game. No, I think that's our, our blueprint is like, we're trying to win games 17, 14. Like, we're going to try to win close games and grind you out. Right. Like, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't see our offensive weapons being like very scary right now. That no nobody's scared of us. You know, like our receiving core, like no one's scared. I agree. And our tight ends we didn't really feature much. No, I was just I was hoping to get my um, my Chattel or uh my Fedoni game right. Cause I not, he, I don't think he had a target. He didn't get a single target. But what do you think about this? Because I, I was thinking about this and one of our buddies actually texted me this do you because uh chattel actually wrote about it where it's kind of that question of chattel just reading from his column his his game recap column go check out uh, his column in the omaha world herald he says there's not a quarterback controversy yet but this is no way to start the season. Sims needed to get off to a fast start. This brings back the interception issues. If he can't get this fixed, Chubba Purdy will need to warm up in the bullpen. And it certainly brings up the question whether rules should have done more to keep Casey Thompson around. It was clear to Thompson, last year's starter, that the coaching staff favored Sims. I had a buddy text me and says, does Nebraska win that game with Jeff Sim or with Casey Thompson? And to me, the answer is yes. Now, there are things that Jeff Sims did that Casey Thompson can't do, yeah. but I guess I was always a little uncomfortable with how they just let Casey Thompson, and I, and it was hard, right? Like, you probably had to be honest with him and tell him, like, you know, where I can't guarantee you the, the job, but, like, I don't know. I'm just, I am, there's a lot of of things about Sims that are intriguing the way he runs the ball and all that stuff. But like, I am concerned about the offense big time right now. I mean, I, I guess, I how do you to, see that quarterback? Like I, I, I tell you what it's when you, when you have interceptions like he had, it's one thing you, like you turn the ball over. It's like somebody, you know, hits you from behind and sacks you and strips it or the ball gets tipped and picked. But like, his interceptions were bad interceptions. Two yeah. of those were very, very bad. And those are the kind of plays that it's hard to keep sending the guy back out there with your team without saying, let's give somebody else a try to see. I mean, 
I'm not in a rush to see. Yeah, Chubba I don't want to go right now. Me either am I. I want to give Jeff Sims a real chance. I, I think he's got enough talent that it's worth seeing. But you know, like if you feel like somebody else will protect the ball better, you do have a better chance of winning. Especially if that's how your 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 blueprint is for winning. Yeah. Is like don't turn it over, keep it close, have it try to win a tight one at the end. But it's just like Nebraska's in this rock and a hard place. It's like the the best what Sims does well versus Sims' weakness. He's not a good decision maker, so he could turn the ball over throwing it. What he does best is run the ball. That's what gives this offense the best chance to probably move it consistently. But the chances of him staying healthy for 12 games maybe are low if you're running him 20 to 30 times a game. So what do you do there? I think you got to run him, and I, I think do you too. Take your chances. I think you got to get him out and bootlegs, and you got to shrink the field and make his throws. You know, very, very. If he wants to stare people down, we'll get him in a situation where it's like a high low, where it's right. either obvious I'm going there, or then I can check down. But like, if you're just dropping him back, and I think he, he it gets a little blurry for him when he's just like well, and he just pocket. he stares down guys, yeah, and. So I'm just, I don't know. The sim situation is is an interesting one. Yeah, he, and he's got time, and you, you got to give him a few games to to really get his feel. I mean, this is a new offense to him, a new team. It's growing pains. Like, there's gonna be growing pains. The question is, like, is he capable of growing out of it? And that's only those guys, those coaches, are the only ones that know. Like, well, hey, we know he can get there. Right now, he's just thinking too much, or he's blah blah blah. Right. Like all those things they should know uh, that we won't know. All we know is what we see. And what we see was like, he's not seeing it right now. Well, the, but can he? Yes. Someday? The, the, uh, the counter to, to all this talking about Casey Thompson or Chubba Purdy is like, who, who is Chubba and Casey Thompson throwing to? Yeah. Ed Palmer. Palmer's not there. Samari Torre is not there. Like those guys aren't there. So, in some ways, Sims actually, for the whole picture, is probably you want a guy that can hurt, can run the ball so you can move the ball. Yeah. Um. So, I'm just, it's just that, it's why I spent so much time talking about Sims running and all, like, I just had this feeling, knowing what I know about the personnel, listening to the coaches talk, just kind of thinking about Sims, where I was like, I think... This offense is only going to be able to move the ball if Sims runs it. And that's pretty much what happened. I mean, he had 19 carries, eight, 91 yards. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm I'm a little concerned about the concerned. the offense, and, to say know, the least. Part of me, part of me is like, you know, I you know, the Casey Thompson thing, like, I mean, yeah, a part of me wants to talk about it and say it's it's a waste of time, but it's it, it is. It's it's a little bit of a waste of time. Um but at the same time, like that's that's going to be hanging over Matt Rule's head this season, not going forward. Right. This season is the season he had Casey Thompson. He made a choice. Yeah. And the choice was, we don't want you. We want him. And if that's the wrong choice, he's to blame for it because that's his choice. Yeah. He. I mean, at the end of the day, like like Chattel put in there, the staff made a choice. Jeff Sims over Casey Thompson. It's the Martinez Burrow thing. Like, yes. look, 
it's not that like we know what would happen with Joe Burrow. We don't. We don't know what would happen to Case Thompson. All we know is that like it was the you wrong. You had the choice. You had the choice, and clearly now that the the evidence is in, the jury has reached a verdict. We, the Husker fans, find the defendant Scott Frost guilty of a bad decision. <laughs> And at this point, the jury is still. <laughs> Joe in. Burrow's a top five NFL quarterback. Like, <laughs> the jury is in. You know, like, they deliberated for a minute. We're all good. We're yeah. all we're all good. We find him guilty. And now the we're, the case is still on. The jury they're in the jurors box. And I will say after the the, the one the, guy's like, I'm gonna need some more time. I am yeah. not totally sure. After the first day, the opening statements and all this stuff, like. Yesterday was kind of the opening statements. Like, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, you think Jeff Sims, you saw that underthrow to Tommy Hill. I'd like to bring your attention to the highlight reel right here. Casey Thompson last year. Play it, uh, please. Thank you. And you just see that. Objection. This was not entered into evidence before. We cannot watch that video. My client did everything in his power to throw it to the right guy. Do we know the receivers are on the route, the correct route? I don't know. You don't know that either. <laughs> so that's in the in objection. Objection, sir. That, that's what's happening right now. But I just the, the offense. It's like, how are they going to score twenty eight points in a game? I mean, they, because in all reality, they scored ten, and it took a sixty plus yard kickoff return, and yeah. the most. Pretty. I mean, even Gus said Nebraska, the trick play for a touchdown, Gus's call was Nebraska made chicken salad. Yeah, he was. <laughs> yeah. So uh, they, they got 10 points and they had a long kickoff return and one of the more skanky trick plays you'll see for a touchdown. Yeah. I mean, I, this offense, like I said, they're not scary right now. Um, they got a couple good um, players. I think those tight ends could be good. I think the receivers can be serviceable solid i mean washington oh nick did you see our boy? oh i got both I my mean, phone I, want, I wrote that down so i, I wanted to, to write it i read I it. explained to my wife she's like what do you mean why are you laughing I, mike i was laughing so hard i got multiple text messages i think i got i counted up i'd have to pull it back up i think i got 11 tweets right as it happened he, he, he not only did it he did it twice he does it every time nick. i Every I will time. say, I love it. For people that don't know, it's Marcus Washington <laughs> signaling for a first down after every catch. Every time he touches it. I love it. And the my phone was exploding. Oh, my God. How good is it? It's so good. Uh, so there's that. I wanted to bring that up. I also wanted to bring up, how about keep your hands off my hiney? Oh, yeah. On a little play action, like slip out? Hey, 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 get your hands off my hiney. Maybe they call that play hiney. But thought that was fantastic. Uh, we talked about the defense. Stop the run. That was great. That's what, to me, if we're looking at positive things, yeah. to me, the ability to stop the run, that was great to see. I thought Nebraska was physical. Like, I thought they they hit hard. Physical. and like We did. I, I liked how they covered kicks. Do you like, by the way, we didn't rule in his press conference this week said that they don't believe in fair catching kickoffs, that they are going to, unless it's like in the end zone, like I, they, they believe I'm, in returning every it's, kick. It's actually why I like that. Uh, like, I think it should be like a, almost like a hard and fast rule. So I'm like, if you're in the end zone touchback, if it's short, I, I like, I don't want any doubt in your mind. Do you know why? Because if guys are trying to make a decision, sometimes they make it like, 
you know, they don't yeah. make it like it kind of will relieve the the decision doubt. Yeah, like, like if you're in the I'm end zone, going, yeah, and I know I'm going. So all I'm trying to do is catch it to go, because catching it to go versus catching it with a fair is a very like it causes hesitation. I like I like when people have like really really. They take a hard stance on like a very uh, like it's it's not a little thing, but it is kind of a little thing where rules like, no, we're not going to fair catch. He goes, the game was meant to be played. I'm like, great. what a great what a great sentence. Like, I'm so for that. The, the game was meant to be played. When you went out, when we went out and played backyard football with everybody, was anybody fair catching no. anything? No, you bring that bitch out, dog. Uh, so uh, but one, one critique, though, this is this I'm, I'm calling it there. Does our punter look too close to the like the blockers the, on the yeah punt, on the punt team? Like normally, there's like a more of a distance. I felt like we we're gonna kick it into their back. It was the time. polar bear. The polar bear is the up back. The polar bear is just like it's got such a caboose. You'd be like, <laughs> gonna, it's like is that a seal? <laughs> He's if a polar bear was an up back and seals made it through, it would be a bit <laughs> because that's what. <laughs> <laughs> it did seem like Bushini was like going to literally punt it into into the polar bears. Well, the polar bear one time like kind of like yeah, he kind of like guy threw in. a guy into the Bushini. But it's too close. I mean, you, I, I, I'm no, nah, I'm with you on that. I'm skeptical on their like wedge to punter ratio. I thought that was too close. Uh, but I, I like the physicality. I like how they stopped the run. I thought the secondary looked good. I thought overall the defense played pretty damn good. I mean, it's yeah. hard to, it's hard to three three five is still like. It's st we're still digesting how how everybody's fitting like it, but it was it was good to see like it, everybody looked like they were moving around pretty good yeah pretty physical I, I don't know how you I mean you got to be pretty the defense was fine last night like uh, a couple of things got to figure out the offense we talked about that um, Sims got to tighten some things up I think they got to clean up that that was a sloppy game. Yeah, it, they got to clean up penalties, right? They get a false start on Ethan Rowdy Rowdy Piper because he was listening to Genuine so anxious on the way to the game. So silly! You got to clean up the penalties. <laughs> you got to clean up the penalties. They got to clean up there right now, getting the plays in and getting the huddle broke and the substitutions. Like I like the huddle though. So I, do I, I, but it's like, I you, mean, do you know what the huddle does? I think the huddle calms everybody down. I think for whatever reason, I think a huddle calms people down. It's just the substitution part seems to be like, there's a lot of, they're trying to play everybody in the team or something, but like, you know, just it, too many. They just got to tighten yeah. that up. I mean, because cleaning that up, clean that help, up, and that will help Jeff Sims. Yes, and Sims can maybe play cleaner, and the cleaner he plays, the better we're gonna be. Can I give you now, like, uh, bar guy at the end of the bar, stupid question or stupid stance. Oh. What's going on you, over there? Like, eh? You know, a guy that just like, you know, we this is my opinion. I I always I remember me and Shick you had this like discussion on the radio, and I always thought it was dumb. And I think even me and Jake Bogus and I threw seventh ticket got into it one time, and I always thought it was dumb because from an athlete's perspective, I just never understood it. Where it was the question of like, would you rather have your team get blown out or lose a heartbreaker? And as an athlete, like, I'd always rather lose a – I'd rather lose 
close because at least I was like in the game, right? Like, yep. But now insert, you know, tall boy Terry who said 22 tall boys. <laughs> Could you make the argument that last night they would have been better if they were going to lose? No, no, no. no. They were better off losing no, 24 to 7 no, than no, that? No. no. Okay. Tall boy Terry, no. you want to throw him out? No. He a- Matt Rule said the game is meant to be played like, like look at you i don't know you, I, I don't win know. or lose this is the first time ever tall boy down. terry might have a point no tall boy terry you is going to beat by 50 i mean like what's fun about that like what's 24 7's not fun like you well i'm not talking about what you won every second even in the loss i'm not like, talking about what's fun or not even I'm, the pain the pain of the loss i think you'd rather have more a more painful loss taking you down the wire Blowing the like you're you know whatever it is it's an experience oh like, it was it's, no i it's i think i think where there's better. a lot of different ways to look at it i'm looking at it from the standpoint of like this is this is a tough one to recover from because of how exact the fact that it was close and that it unfolded the way it did now like this is a tough one for to me everyone to kind of get over and navigate and very deflating for the fans, for the coaches, for the players. I mean, I think a lot of these players, you know, they you buy into like this is going to be different. This is what it's going to be. This is yeah. you know, this is okay. Now it's going to change. And then the literally the very first game, the very first moment of a close game, it it unfolds exactly the same. Like I'm trying to think of what what's a movie where like. I mean, there, there's got to be a million. You're a movie guy, like where, I don't know if it, a sports movie or whatever, where they they failed and then they went back to the drawing board and like worked really hard. Whether it's Rocky or something like that, they worked really hard, really hard, mm. and it was going to be different. Then they got to that to that same moment, and movies usually play out where then they triumph and they win. It was like maybe Ten Cup. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. There we go. He okay, does what he does. Like. He but gets just, to the Masters. He's in the lead, and he take he loses his composure, well, and he takes like a twelve on. Yes, <laughs> so, he's like I'm. Just, he won, yes. but then he hits a hole in one. Hey, but then he hits the hole. But then he hits the hole in one. So I guess what I'm I'm trying to like for I'm looking at it from the player's perspective of like God, that's deflating. To you know what the problem has been? It's been losing these close games. It's been these big moments where you just can't get over the hump. And the very First, you, I mean, it's hard. Imagine, you it's know, this hard. is like Daniel's son enters the, the, the karate championship and then f- f- sees the, the Cobra Kai's at the end and he loses. And you're like, fuck. Or Rocky. Because who did Rocky, when did, did Rocky lose early in one and then came back and. He lost in one and one and two. So sorry, he so he, yeah he lost in Rocky one right, and then Rocky two he he beat Apollo, so he beat he, he fought Apollo Creed twice. Spoiler alert for everybody out there, it's yeah. like. <laughs> and Darth Vader, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> we should do that. Spoiling movies at the end of every pod. All right, the ten All most right, famous so movies to spoil. Usual what suspects. Another, yep. um, Kaiser Sose. <laughs> Andy Dufresne. Let me tell you. Um, so a I hole? Don't know. <laughs> Just dug a hole, huh? Dug a hole. It's ridiculous. Um, six cents. Just let me tell you real quick. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I just am like, man, to get to just go through that whole 
process and be like, and then the very first one, I know Terry, tall boy Terry's. But, but, which, but here's what I'll say is everybody predicted us to lose. Mm-hmm. We, we predicted us to lose. It played out kind of exactly what we thought it was going to be like, well, this is the type of game we're going to lose. But really, we have the opportunity to do what we have not done in years and years and years, which is what? Somewhat marquee win. Colorado would be that. Three straight victories. That's in front of us. Good call. And they, and they should be, it should be the same thing we talked about for Minnesota. It should be a sellout. You should be selling out to win those three games. Like Jeff Sims should run it 20 times against Colorado sell out to win that game. Yeah, Cause now this game becomes, you lose this game. It's like, ugh. yeah, I mean the Minnesota one's going to hurt, right? It hurts worse. If we lose to Colorado, right? Then. You go be called, you go be Colorado on your one and one. We said, yeah. you got to be one and one by the time you come home. I just, it just is deflating that the literally the, the, the game ended up unfolding exactly like it was going to, or the, the exactly like yeah. it, all those other games had. And, if you would have told past, us we if, were going to ha- be up 10 to 7 the fourth quarter. 10 to 3. 10 to 3, sorry. Yeah. 10 to 3. In yeah, the I know. It was because. Down, I, yeah, up 7 and, and oh, man. Because at, at, when, when Ramir, when they completed the first down, when Sims hit Ramir and they got the first down, I was like, oh, my God. this Because this is the, the beauty of sports. Like, I was sitting there going, this game is playing out perfect. Yeah. They are going to win a close game. There's going to be so much confidence gained from this. And yet it it all fell apart. But like rule said, I mean, and you know, I mean, rule can make a clip of like, all right, Piper's false start, you know, uh, th- this fumble, this, you know, like a bunch of very easily correctable things and you win the game. But I also think that Matt rule is, he, he seems to me to be, the right guy in this moment to handle this though, because yeah. because he's won at a bunch of different places. He's been to the pros and lost and like he doesn't have sort of the, the same pressure that Scott Frost has on him here. He kind of doesn't, he just kind of has a free pass to try this thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I think he's going to, he, he's had to rebuild. He's had a, a, a first year losing season on a rebuild. And so I don't think he's going to um panic or freak panic, out. No, right. Yeah. So he's built he's built through struggle versus like maybe a coach that's you know their only experience was taking over something or yeah you know and, and you know we, we go to you know we can look at Pelini and Riley and Frost. There are circumstances all different but like rule has built recently built programs he's recently had navigated losses navigated deflated locker rooms and all those kinds of things he has just built baylor within the last handful of years so like we know true he's been he's been in something similar and so that's where i think everybody just you know like always it's like it's the first game of you know so don't freak out is that what you're trying to tell me pretty much (sighs) so i mean anything we're missing I think we got to go back into court. And oh, yeah. <laughs> Objection. Oh, man. I just, I hope Washington continues in the first. I think that was so good. Um, okay. Well, that's get, recap number one of what you hope is a, a long season 
Um, have you heard this one before, folks? Have you have you seen if you've seen this episode before? You probably have. It's the exact same episode you've seen before. We try to make it a little. We try to make time, it ridiculous, but, uh, but I, I hope we did. What we found out is people do like reruns. Yes, they do. It's called they like the same sort of thing. It's exactly it's a right. Zone. You watch The Office. You watch oh, Seinfeld. Oh God! Well, okay. when you watch the Nick Bob podcast, <laughs> yeah, the game, feels listen to the game recaps. Like that's you've what it, seen this before, yeah, haven't you? Yes. Because you have. Shout out to Onyx Automotive. Presenting sponsor, major salute to them. Uh, shout out to Pella Windows and Doors. Shout out to Shoot360. Check them out. Shoot360.com backslash Lincoln. Okay, so we're going to be now in our routine of two pods a week. So I will see you soon. Should we go back to court real quick? Objection. Objection. A Heard at Sports Network production.